We made it. Well, yes. Video 32 out of 32. It's a review of Ghana here on Celtic Down Under. And as much as Liam and I have enjoyed doing this, my God, we are glad to be getting over the finish line. <laughs> yeah, Laura, as much as I love you, I'll be happy that I don't have to see you for a few days after this. <laughs> yes, yes. But in true Liam fashion, you have saved what I believe to be one of the best shirts to last. Talk us through that one. Right, this is the Ghana home jersey from 1996. As uh, in your own words, a classic 90s Adidas style. Yes. Um, I, uh, uh, it's the second oldest uh, original shirt in my current collection. Um, the oldest being a CIS jersey from 1992. Um, oh, excellent. So... Uh, yeah, the, con- the country that were so humiliated when Scotland beat them, they completely disbanded altogether the next day. So. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure, that had, I'm sure that had everything to do with the reasons why as well. I um, uh, see, that's the thing. Without getting political, I'm, <laughs> I'm old enough to remember when a, when a cis male was a guy that played for Russia, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but I think it says more about Scotland's uh, standing in, in football at the moment that it's deemed bad enough that if you'd lose to them, you immediately disband any hope of, of of qualifying for anything else ever again but we yeah. um, we shall crack on of course Ghana famously known as the Black Stars as emblemized on your shirt there um, mm. a team who have provided us with so many memories over especially recent World Cups with uh, the types of Asamoah Gyan and the Ayu brothers one of those teams that you always look out for um, yeah. at any World Cup just because they can add that little bit of magic is that true? Yeah, it's um along with Cameroon, um one of those. The thing is, the African qualifying is always a wee bit unpredictable. You're never exactly sure who's going to make it, but I always hope that at least one of the three of Cameroon, Ghana, or Nigeria is there because they're all an absolute joy to watch. Yeah, I mean, in saying that, it's funny because I talked about the fact that I don't think of South Korea as a World Cup team, and yet they've been at every World Cup since. 1986 I think we said Yeah. Ghana are very much in my thoughts as a World Cup team but as I'm going to show you here um, looking at the history um, not that many not that many not that many mm-hmm. at all um, they had a couple of um, proposed appearances at, at Spain in 82 um, at England in 1966 but withdrew from the tournament uh, reasons on a postcard for that I am not a Ghanaian historian so um, it might be down to somebody else to, to inform us of that Mm. Um, but they then uh, obviously qualified for the round of 16 in Germany in 2006, quarterfinals in, in South Africa in 2010, and to make it three World Cups in a row, they got to the group stage in 2014 in Brazil. Haven't seen them since then. It's been eight years since we saw them at a World Cup. Um, what are your thoughts on on their pedigree in terms of at World Cups? Or is there any reason to think that they could pose a threat to anybody uh, this year? Um. I mean, they are, they're not the same as the Ghana team that went on a run in 2014. You know, they're, they're not on the same level, let's be honest. But they do have some very capable individuals. And, um, yeah, I think that, uh, as we saw in their opening match against Portugal, even though they didn't take anything away from the game in terms of points, they certainly took away a lot in terms of uh, earning respect. Because yes. a lot of people before a ball was kicked predicted to be the whipping boys of this group and that's definitely not going to be the case 
Um, I don't think it is going to be the case. Um, like you say, I think they're missing the star power of of, of previous players like a, like a Michael Essien or a, or a Stephen Appiah or um, a, a younger Asamoah Gyan, certainly. Um, but there's plenty of quality there, as we saw in the opening match against, against Portugal uh, the other night. Yeah, anybody that can score two past that defence, which, as we talked about, is one of the... The, the most solid looking defences in the entire tournament. That that that's that's saying something, you know? Yeah. Um the the, the honest matter of the fact is personally for me, and it might be speaking out of ignorance, um, the African teams that we've covered so far are probably a, a poorer representation in terms of African teams at the World Cup than we've had in, in, in a number of years. Yes, they're there, yes, they deserve to be there. But I can think of other World Cups where the, the squads that were presented proved a, a, a much bigger threat, certainly in the cases of Cameroon especially. Um, Senegal missing uh, Sadio Mane are, are significantly weakened as well. Um, mm. I, I know this is a bit of a... probably an insensitive talking point considering we don't do it for any of the other teams, but in terms of raising the profile of African football and finally getting African football onto a level with Europe and other things... I, do you feel like most of the pressure for that lies on Ghana's shoulders at this World Cup? Not particularly, no, because I think in terms of player ability, Africa has been there for a while now. Uh-huh. Um, if you look at the number of African players that play at the top, top levels in Europe, um, it's clear that Africa has, as a continent, has the ability to produce world-class footballers. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem is bringing one country's group of players together to make a team that's capable of winning a World Cup. And that, for me, is an infrastructure issue. Because whilst we could rhyme off dozens of fantastic players who have come from Africa and done really well in Europe, um, not so easy to think of um, great African international players who have played predominantly in Africa. Yeah, yeah. Um, which tells me that the infrastructure is still not there. Yeah, I mean, you you talk about, in fact, me and my brother were having a, this very discussion the other night talking about the greatest African players that we've ever seen. I mean, George Weah tops the list for most people, I would say. There was no mm-hmm. chance he was going to continue to play football in his home country of, of Liberia. He, he But he came to Europe and he, and he reached the very, very top of the game. Uh, Samuel Eto'o being another one at Barcelona, um, so it's it's certainly an issue that um, we talked about. Korea wanting to strengthen their their international squad and their domestic game by predominantly picking Korean players. It's probably not a luxury that African teams and African nations have. No. No, they definitely don't, because the minute anybody in an African league shows a bit of promise, they're going to get poached by a European team. Yeah, um, and there's there's also there's also the the fact of the matter that you know culturally there are a lot of African families and things like that who emigrate to other countries for for potentially what they think might be a better life. We saw an example of that with. Mbolo playing for Switzerland. He was born in Cameroon, obviously felt very emotional about scoring that goal against Cameroon. And, um, you know, in a, in a perfect world, perhaps he would have been present, uh, representing the country of his birth at the World Cup. But as we've said before, it's entirely up to an individual who they want to represent and why, and it's not for anybody to question that. 
Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of countries where that's happened. When you look at the number of um, ethnic Albanians who have played for Switzerland in recent years as well, yeah, that's yeah. another another one. Kosovans as well, plenty of them have played for Switzerland. And um, so many, so many of Africa's great players have obviously ended up going and representing France as well. You could name a you could name a truly world class eleven of 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 players of African descent who've gone on to represent France. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think Zidane and Djorkaev were both born in Algeria, weren't they? Uh, I think I cu- I couldn't speak for Djorkaev, and I'm pretty sure Zidane's parents are Algerian, but he was born in France. Right, um, I know there was an Algerian connection there. Yes, anyway, yeah. yeah. Um, but but again, like just all examples of which, you know, if if, if Zidane's parents hadn't had to emigrate from Algeria for for mm-hmm. for a potentially better life for their child, he would be representing Algeria. So. You know, there's 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 all that to take into consideration. So for anybody who says that football and politics don't mix, then uh, you know, it's just patently not true. Politics affects every every aspect of life, and this is no different. But um, back to talking about the football. Hmm. Um, I, I, they exceeded the expectations, Ghana, with their their performance against Portugal, but they've they've got tricky ties against against South Korea and Uruguay to come. Um. Hmm. As we've said, looking at the other teams so far in this group, probably the most wide open group. But you would still yeah. expect Ghana to perhaps be the weakest of them. What is their chance of 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 causing an upset and potentially leaving a a Portugal, a Uruguay, or a South Korea out of the World Cup by the end of this group stage? Well, Korea and Ghana are both in the same boat when they play each other in the next round of fixtures. That if either of them really realistically wants to go through, they have to win that game. Mm-hmm. Um, Ghana win that game they're back in contention yeah. uh, lose that game they're probably out draw that suits Korea more than it does Ghana because Korea have already got a point on the board um, but Korea would still have to beat Portugal in that final game to go through um, so really I think that um, it's a double edged sword for Ghana on one hand they've got the hardest game out of the way on the other hand they're bottom of the group now and if they lose their next game they're out so yeah. it's um there is that argument do you want to play the best team in the group first or last and if we go on the the widely held assumption that Portugal are the best team in the group though I think that's up for debate um then you know Korea play them last Ghana played them first but if Portugal beat Uruguay they're already through so Korea might have the advantage of playing a team that is Resting some of its <laughs> players, shall we say? Yes, absolutely. Um, it, it it remains to be seen what Ghana can do, but here's hoping that they can certainly put in a good enough performance for themselves that, regardless of the of the outcome at this World Cup, they mm. can um, they can you know make a good account of themselves. Let's say. Yeah. Um, what I thought I would do, Liam, I'm springing this on you because right, uh, on. I like a wee surprise. Rather than go on about talking about the rest of the group, as we have done in the previous three videos, we are at the end. So as a wee treat, I thought we would play a wee game. Who's up for a little bit of a World Cup predictor? Um, Okay. So, listen. Disclaimer, folks, do not bet on any of these, okay? Because I've... Burnt my fingers burnt already with this. Well, I was right. going to say we've already we've already done ourselves dirty because half of the stuff that we've said has not come true in the first <laughs> round of fixtures. So this yep. is going to be an absolute nightmare. But we'll go for it and see where we get. 
Because I thought right. this would be quite good. We've talked through the groups. It might mm -hmm. give people a summary of what we think is going to happen in the groups, but also because of the way this predictor works, we'll be able to see what fixtures would come out of the predictions that we make. Right, um, okay then. And see how far we get. So we've got Group A, Qatar, Ecuador, Senegal and Netherlands. I think despite our initial um, trying to be football hipsters and suggest that Qatar might get further than they than people expect. Their first appearance suggests that that is not going to be the case. So are you against me putting Qatar bottom of the group? Uh, no, no. Yeah. I think it's ironic that in a country that bans alcohol in stadiums, we had the World Cup's first pub team. <laughs> <sighs> um, so let me just zoom this in a little bit just so it's a little bit clearer to see. Um, so, uh, Group A, um, I, think we're, I think we're saying Netherlands are going to finish top, eh? Yes, they are. Yeah, they are. They are. So, who takes the second spot between Senegal and Ecuador for you? Now, this is the tricky one. But Ecuador impressed me when they played Qatar. As much as Qatar were rank rotten, I'm going to go for Ecuador. Ecuador, right? We'll go for that. I, I, I probably agree with that to be honest, because I think, especially with the uh, uh, Valencia being as on form as he was in that first game, he could really prove dangerous for the rest of the the the, the, mm. the group stage. Now, I don't want to pain you. <laughs> but we can't really say anything other than England top of the group, can we? Yeah, we can. I'm saying USA are going to top that group. Oh, right. Okay, Sue right. Me. We'll go for it. We'll go for it. Just to make it interesting. Yeah. Obviously, mm -hmm. England uh, got that convincing 6-2 win against Iran. I'm presuming yep. you're saying England second then. Yes. Yeah. Um, And then just out of interest, do you hold out any hope for Wales, you know, maintaining a bit of dignity and getting third place or will that go to Iran? Let me just check the latest score with Wales and Iran. <laughs> <laughs> we are recording this as that game is live, so yes. Currently nothing each, so I'll go for Wales in third. Uh, Wales in third and Iran in fourth. Um, yep. Group C. This one, no. I, kind of, I kind of want us to ignore the result because I think it could potentially really scupper the rest of the, <laughs> the, rest mm. of the predictions. Argentina obviously get beat off... Um, of uh, Saudi Arabia, will they qualify from the group though? Hmm. See, it's a tricky one because I think Mexico will win the group, but they're playing Argentina next. So if Mexico win, that means Argentina are effectively out. Uh, right, do you know what? Bugger it, I'm going to go for it. Okay. Uh, Me Mexico first, Saudi Arabia second. There you oh, go. Oh, right. So we're, we're using current scores to inform us here. Yes. Um, and then as much of a muchness we'll put Argentina third and Poland fourth because Argentina probably will beat Poland mm -hmm. um, uh, Group D France, Australia, Denmark and Tunisia, the only team showing any sort of sign of, of being on all, all, all rounds firing is, is France so I think they'll be I think they'll be top of the group I would say yeah, France then Denmark. I think that's a pretty clear cut one to be France, honest. France then Denmark. I'm sorry, Australians. I think you're going to finish bottom because I don't see you holding even Denmark to a draw the way Tunisia did. Is that fair, Liam? I'd probably. I think they could beat Tunisia, which would get them third. Right, we'll go for that. We'll go for that. We've got to, got to <laughs> cater to the audience anyway. Um, yeah. Spain are finishing top of Group E. I think that's fair to say they absolutely blew away Costa Rica and Germany yeah. have shown nothing yet to suggest that they're going to do anything of great, great, um, great repute. Um, did Japan, following the victory over Germany, pull off a shock and get second place, do you think? Well, they've only got to beat Costa Rica to do it, so yes. 
Yes, let's do that. And then to save some German blushes, we'll say Germany third and Costa Rica fourth. Mm. Uh, Group F, we've got Belgium, Canada, Morocco and Croatia. Canada, I was very impressed with, even though they didn't manage to beat Belgium. Um, Belgium top in the group, do you think? Uh, Yeah, although I don't see them going much beyond the group. Yeah. Okay, we'll go for Belgium to top the group. Uh, Did Canada make a wee shock? Did they potentially get second place, do you think? Yes, because I think Morocco and Croatia both looked very ordinary and very beatable if Canada played the way they played against Belgium. This could make for some interesting fixtures, I have to say, because, um, you know, there's some of the teams that even after one game, the you wouldn't have said Japan or Canada were going through before game one, and yet here we are, or Saudi Arabia, certainly. Uh, yeah. Brazil are absolutely top in the group. In Group yeah. G, there's no doubt about that. Um, this is the one where we really struggled to see who would get second place, I think. Um, mm-hmm. Who do you think it goes to? Um, I'll probably say Switzerland because they only need a draw against Serbia now to finish above them. So Yeah, yeah. yeah. and I think Switzerland as well have that impa- firepower of Mbolo up front that could just prove the difference for them. Um, yeah. And then the group that we've just reviewed is obviously um, Portugal, Ghana, Uruguay and Korea. Do Portugal top the group? Yes, I think so. They do. Um, then who takes that second place for you? Does your heart go with with the Asian football and go with Korea or do you think Uruguay will, mm. will, will do it? It's a tricky one. My heart says Korea, my head says Uruguay, my nose says Colombia, you know. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with Korea. I'm going to go with let's Korea. Go, let's, go. let's do it a bit, a bit different and we'll say Uruguay right. third and Ghana fourth. Um yep. Next up, we have got the round of 16, so it'll be Netherlands against England, according mm-hmm. to this. Uh, so who, who's taking it from there? I've got to say, I think Netherlands could could do it, but maybe I'm yeah. biased. The, the Dutch did not look as if they hit top gear in that opening game. Uh-huh. Um, but I think, yeah, I think they're good enough to see off England. Although England also performed a lot better than I expected in that first game, to give them their due. Fair. Uh, we yeah. then get Mexico-Denmark. I'm pipping Mexico for that one to break their duck and get beyond the round of 16. What about you? No, I'm taking Denmark because Mexico always go out in round two. Right, <laughs> let's go for Denmark, right? Uh, Spain versus Canada. I've got to say, if this takes place, it'll be one of the most exciting games at the World Cup for me. Yeah, yeah. But I and think you know, Spain will pip it. I'm going to go for Canada to spring a shock there. <sighs> Oh, dearie me, dearie me. Right, we'll go with it, we'll go with it. Uh, And then Brazil, South Korea, it's got to be Brazil, surely. Aye, I love the Koreans, but nah, Brazil all the way. Um, Then we've got USA v Ecuador, that is going to be a tight one. That is going to be a tight one. USA. USA, But it could easily go the other way. Uh, France, Saudi Arabia, I don't see Saudi Arabia doing that again, do you? No. No, no, France are a better team than Argentina, so aye. Yeah. Um, then we've got Belgium, Japan. Oh, a replay of the last 16 from last time. Yeah. Um, I think Japan could do it this time. I think they're on the they're on the way up and Belgium are on the way down. So I'm gonna go with that because I really wasn't impressed by what I saw with Belgium, so I'm gonna go with that. No. Um no. and then Portugal, Switzerland, probably Portugal pipped that one, I would say. 
Yeah, probably. <coughs> right. Okay. So we are now on to the quarterfinals. This is where it gets really meaty. Netherlands, Denmark. That's going to be a hard one to call. I'm coming round to your opinion that Denmark might pip that one, though. Yeah, because I saw some deficiencies in the Dutch team in that first game. So, yeah, Denmark. Yeah. Um, and this is where Canada's amazing run to the quarterfinals, having never scored a goal or won a game at a World <laughs> Cup, comes to an end. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So we're going to say Brazil for that one, and it will be Brazil Denmark yes. in the semi final. We've got Aye. USA v France. It's got to be France, surely. Aye, aye. Got to be France, and then Japan Portugal. See for see for just out of sheer loyalty, I want Japan to get to a quarter uh, to a semi final and knock Ronaldo out of his last World Cup. Oh yes, yes. The narratives there are just aye. Yeah, and there'll, there'll be T-shirts of 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 Dyson slapping Ronaldo. You know, like the the Batman and Robin meme. Of absolutely, absolutely. Scalping Ronaldo. Yes. So far, so far, clarity. Our semi-finalists are Denmark, Brazil, and France, Japan. Not what anybody would have called before the the World Cup started, but certainly given the fact that we, um, have, you know seen a few results that, that, that put things out of kilter um, it's mm. entirely possible it's entirely possible um, yeah. Brazil v Denmark, is this where your bet for Denmark uh, fails to pay out, do you think? No, because I think Brazil will not win this World Cup I think semi-finals is a, a good bet for them, but I don't think they'll win it, and I think Denmark are the sort of team that have the tenacity to kind of somehow squeeze past them Okay, okay. So you're saying a first World Cup final appearance for Denmark? Wow, somebody's yep. really, really tied to their bets, aren't they? Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then we've got France v Japan. I mean, my heart says Japan, but there's no way they're getting beyond France. No, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, I um. Um, and yeah. then as romantic as it would be for Christian Eriksen to, to complete the ultimate redemption arc and win the World Cup only a year or 18 months after he nearly died on the pitch, I could see France defending their trophy here. I could also see France bought on it. <clears throat> don't... Liam, come on. Uh, yeah. don't, don't, don't leave us here having told everybody that we talk utter shite and then we predicted <laughs> Denmark to win the World Cup. Oh, I really want to, though. I really want to. Um, all right, okay, we'll go with France. I'll let common sense dictate the day. All right, France. Excellent, France. France to win the World Cup. Uh, you are missing some secondary predictions. Old knockout fixtures require score prediction. We're not doing that. We're not no. doing that today. Um, but really really fun to do that actually and I always think it's interesting because you can say what you want about the group stages and very often they're very easy to predict but mm. it's when you get to the knockout stages and it's one-on-one -on -one ties where you think you know Canada well, versus Spain there could be a wee shock there etc etc if you remember a wee while ago I <laughs> rattled off my group stage bets some of which were completely wild right mm -hmm. now remember if these teams win their respective groups, I get 55 grand, right? Right, okay. Uh, we're into match day two and none of them have lost yet. Okay, okay. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. So just remind us who your winners for the groups were. Do you do you remember? 
I don't remember all of them off the top of my head. Obviously, I took Japan. Japan were the biggest prize because they were they were sixteen to one to win mm. their group. I bet you're wishing you put a wee bet on them to beat Germany. Just individually. Oh, I did. Don't, don't worry, I did. Oh, nice, <laughs> nice. So we're already quids in. Get Six to one. That that that's going to pay for the next uh, the next couple of weeks worth of betting on each individual <laughs> game. Put it that way. Um, always gamble responsibly, kids. In fact, don't gamble at all if you're kids. Okay, just yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> fair, fair. Um, but listen, I think uh, I think from my point of view, to all the viewers on Celtic Down Under, um, to to Liam and Jared and the team, I would like to say thank you very much for inviting me to do this. It's been so much fun. Um, I hope we get a chance to do it again before another major tournament. I would really enjoy that. Um, Liam, how has yeah. this kind of helped you in terms of getting to World Cup fever pitch? Oh, it's really, really helped you. And I want to thank you, Laura, for, for volunteering to do this because uh, um, when I first hatched this idea a couple of months ago you were the person I had in mind for it because I uh, having spoke to you on Axom a few times I you have a, 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 a wide knowledge base you have a great love of the more obscure elements of football the same as myself um, and it's just I think we have pretty good banter on here so it was it's been a pleasure to to, to work alongside you this uh, this past couple of weeks getting all these videos together no absolutely and, um, and what I would say to everybody watching is if you did enjoy this series and if you want to see more series like this from us on Celtic down under in the lead up to the international tournaments or in the lead up to any big football events then please um make sure and let Jared know on on Twitter. Let let Liam know. Um, I'm not on social media at the moment, but um certainly let us know in the comments below because uh you know it's not without you guys watching this that we would we would have something to do like this. So it's been it's been fantastic. Yeah, I'm I'm not on Twitter either since that bloody blood diamond scumbag Elon Musk took over it but um, uh, yeah uh, I, I check the Celtic down under face, Facebook page regularly interact with people on there so that's the way to find me if you want to um, you know if you want to let me know about this series or rip the piss at me for thinking that Denmark are going to get to the final you know go ahead <laughs> <laughs> do your well, <laughs> we will I, I think I think potentially what we might end up doing is certainly um, a single preview show before each of the final rounds. I think that's probably the shape mm. that it's going to take. Um, that's a good a, show, yeah. A, a preview before the round of the 16, a preview before the quarterfinals, a, a preview before the semifinals, and then a preview before the final. I think that's probably the shape it's going to take. Um, yep. But uh, keep an eye on all the socials on Celtic Down Under uh, to, to see when those come out. Liam, thank you very much. It's been quite a journey and we will see you all again very, very soon. See you soon.